I'm Carlton. My Chinese name is Guang Tan. Been in China for 15 years, and I'm a French chef by training, but very passionate about Chinese cuisine and all the culture that surrounds it. Ni hao, hello. My name is Katya, and I'm from Canada. I'm half Chinese, and I'm an analyst here in Shanghai. Ni hao. I'm Mark. I'm an architect from Australia, and I'm very grateful for the 14 years of opportunities and hospitality that I've had in China. Hi, I'm Sarah. I'm from England. I've been in Shanghai about eight years, and I work at the Shanghai Call Center. And I'm Miao, your host. For this China Chat episode, we're in Shanghai, the birthplace of the Communist Party of China, to gain a better understanding of this 100-year-old political party. So guys, the first National Congress of the CPC was held here in 1921, and that place where the meeting took place is being renovated. So that's why we took you to the Chodun Film Park, where there is a full-scale replica of the site. So what was that experience like then? The place the movie set was more immersive than the actual place yeah, yeah, because yeah, it was in renovation. Stone. But the movie set, you have like all the yeah, old all the context. context. You get dressed yeah. in the chipa and the costume, and you just feel like you're part of it. It felt like we we're in a movie, and it was happening, and we walked up and everything. So yeah. I did take the time to sort of imagine them all sitting around, but just getting passionate about this idea, and from little things, big things grow. Glad we went to the movie set and not. Yeah and not the, not the real place because, I mean, wow, the whole experience was wonderful. How great must Shanghai have been in the 1920s? And it's not the first time that I've thought that I would like to have been in Shanghai in the 1920s. And so what else have you learned about the history of the CPC from there? That they got stopped in the meeting and then gone on a boat to finish the meeting, which I didn't know. And then the buildings were uh, in Art Deco style, uh, which was very typical in the 1920s. <laughs> yeah. huh? It's called Shikumen, I guess. Yeah, Shikumen, yeah. with Art Deco frescoes, and then Shikumen, which was typical building of Shanghai. So I think it just embodies the soul of Shanghai, the building that the meeting took place. The first uh, school the Communist Party opened was a language school. I think that's a very interesting, uh, interesting fact, because yeah. it's kind of Okay, we started. What, what do we need to do first? We need to learn from some other people. So I think that's a very positive message. I think the biggest influence is from my family. My father and, father and uh, my mother's father. Okay. They are all uh, party members. Are you ambitious about getting into, into politics? I'm so each of you just met a CPC member in Shanghai. Yes, I met a taxi driver 
At the beginning, it was very uh, official in the way he spoke, but like in the way he answered every uh, every question I was asking him. But I think further down the way, we spent some time just the two of us in the taxi, having a bit more a relaxed discussion. He said it was a status question that after becoming a party member, he's uh, so he's from the country uh, countryside, like outside of Shanghai, but a bit uh, small small town, and he's all the status of his whole family kind of. Uh, increased in the in the village his status in his company also increased what did you guys do when you were hanging out we took a taxi then we went to the taxi resting area of his company which is kind of the uh, which was interesting for me because i take a lot of taxi uh, living in shanghai and to see the uh, vaccine of the, of the taxi driver's life was, and then we went to my uh, to my studios and uh, did cook uh, tomato and egg classic uh, classic dish did it taste good <laughs> I did, I did it, so I think it was okay. But he had some advice on it. Not enough sugar in mine, apparently. Is he the first person who has told you that he's actually a CPC member? Yes. Of all your Chinese friends here? 15 years in China, the first actual, uh, maybe not the first party member, but the first that I know of. How about Katya? Um, I'm at a doctor. Um, he's a member of the CPC, and he was leading a hospital in Shanghai when he was in university and he had a, a pure intention of joining the CPC to contribute to society. And then now it's just part of his life. I think he manages the entire hospital, so he does have an extra sense of responsibility. He had to sacrifice time with his family, go on vacation uh, to help during COVID and coordinate. And did he show you around? Yeah, he did. Uh, first, we went to his office where he presented himself. And then he showed me a place where he would take care of old people, the children, to coordinate the daily tasks for everyone. Um, his hospital also manages a hotel that does the quarantines in Shanghai, so we visited that. And then they bring supplies, they check everything is normal and up to date and everything. Sarah? Uh, yeah, so I met a lady who works at a car parts uh, suppliers. When I first arrived, I expected it to be a middle-aged man, and I was quite surprised to see a cute young girl. Well, cute lady and um, she showed us around the factory she showed us what she does every day checking all the parts before they're sent off to the various car companies she emphasized a lot that there was a lot of learning involved they were regularly studying and working on kind of self-improvement and studying a lot about the party which i thought was pretty interesting mike uh, i had the pleasure of meeting a young lady called uh, hua <clears throat> Her job was to manage the, the old people community. It's, she was on call 24-7 for this community. And there was nothing about her that, was, that made it like a burden for her, like a job. She was really into it. A great morning. There was a chap there who was having, celebrating his 100th birthday. And I guess he was the oldest, but the Did others... Did have the cake done? Yeah, had the cake. Yeah, don't ask me to recommend the cake. Or <laughs> um, you will make a better one. Yes. <laughs> I played ping pong with a guy who beat me easy. Um, I danced with the ladies, uh, which was great fun. Um, they danced better than me. But why was impressive, yeah, really amazing what, what she has to do. Some of her responsibilities.
and you guys all got the chance to meet and talk with several students at the Shanghai International Studies University. So how was that experience? I really liked it actually. I was surprised at how open they are mm. and how they really seemed interested in talking about it. They had a lot to say. And I think it was really interesting meeting the students because they were all quite different in what they had to say. There was one girl, she was not really interested in joining, but she took, she showed us a page, that she's an internet website that she's working on. She answers questions that foreigners have about China, and even though she's not a member, she's still really eager and helping them understand China more. So I approached a girl sitting by herself, Erin, um, and immediately struck up a conversation. She's a member. Um, so then we joined a table of um, four, five, five other students. And um, I think three of those were members. One was going to become a member. One girl wasn't, wasn't interested. Um, but they were very open to discussion and talking about it. I was, you know, really, really impressed, you know. I... Sometimes we'd ask them like tough questions too. Yeah. And they were all willing to answer and yep. really truthfully. Yeah. Which students or conversations stood out to you? But yeah, I think it was fun, fun to see how, how natural they were about it. Like for example, the one we talked uh, together with, uh, with Katja, there was one student and he was saying, okay, I joined maybe at, at 14, I had some uh, crazy ideas and everything. And then he realized that the party was good for China. So he joined the, the party and I think it's nice to see that there was a, a thought process in there and, uh, and he ended up joining the party, which is perfectly fine. But it was more of a self-conviction like, thing that going, going there. I think that was nice to hear that uh, that he had that thinking process rather than just accepting it directly without questioning it before. So as foreigners living in China for many years and after meeting quite a few CPC members here, uh, what would you say are the common uh, misperceptions or misunderstandings about the CPC then? I think there's been in the, in the West there's been a big, uh, especially from the US, but a big uh, brainwashing about the communism during the Cold War with Russia. Well, for a lot of people, communism is just scary just by itself without understanding it at all. And I think, of course, it's a stupid thing and there's a lot of difference. And some people just kind of make that, uh, that very quick, uh, way too quick connection. It's a country that's developing. It's allowing a, a lot of private, uh, yeah, private businesses and development. It's just... Including yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm doing my company. I'm working. Uh, I'm trying to do my uh, my business in China to uh, open my company, and we've got a lot of encouragement. For example, for the coronavirus, it was a t tough period for many businesses, and we got some tax cuts and everything. No, I mean we have pretty good lives, and I think you know, in general, Chinese people are really positive about the future because we can see how everything is improving regularly. The, the CPC has gained a uh, strong foundation in China, legitimacy, and cultivated a sense of pride for people who are part of it. Um, but outside of China, um, not everyone understands or feels the same about it. Actually, I thought they didn't really care about the West and they're just doing their own. But actually through this uh, entire experience, this, the China chat, realized this is an initiative for uh, the CPC and China to kind of uh, open a dialogue in a way that would actually speak to Western media. So I thought that was very different and new of the CPC because usually they speak about it in a way that really speaks to the local people, the Chinese people, but not in a way that would necessarily resonate to the West. So 
uh, that was my mis personal misconception before. And guys, from your experiences and observations in China, how would you explain the CPC to your friends and family? Like if you want to judge a political party or anything, result is still the same. People in the end do care about the standards of living and everything. That's the most, uh, most concrete in China. I think the most important thing is people like the previous generation didn't live as good as this generation. This generation has some very good hopes that the next generation is going to live better. And in the end, that's what is most important to see that development very, yeah, still very pragmatic. Uh. Yeah. yeah, you mentioned the word pragmatism. I think yeah. that's one of the key words that stand out. Yeah. Uh, regardless of whatever other factor, it's the party that brought people out of poverty and raised the standards of living. That's the way it's perceived here. Mm -hmm. So that's the way I would describe it to the people outside of China. It's about the this people. This one is working too. Yeah, people and also the leadership, I guess. Yeah. yeah, they're able to mobilize and coordinate really well. So you can see with the coronavirus or anything, the, the 90 million CPC members that are all out there up front uh, to ready to tackle any issue that uh, brings solutions. Yeah. So I would probably just talk about what I understand about how it works and how my closest that I came to it was weekend meeting CPC members and how wonderful it was. What, what an extraordinary experience it was. I'd... Thank you. Sarah? I think it would be good to explain about the whole network, how they're all working together to make their lives better in general, especially because I think in our own countries there's so much division and aggressiveness between different parties and everything. There's not, you don't see this working together to make it better, life better for everyone in general. You know, it's important to work together. And we can really see that here. And I do have a follow-up question on this one. So uh, from what you have heard this week, what would you say are the core values of the world's largest political party? <laughs> I, I, I would say, I would have thought that was really important to them and having the people behind them like uh, legitimacy in the eyes of its people uh, and coordination would be the two values that I see uh, through the, the encounters this week especially. I think from the yeah, party members one thing that came a, a lot was being on the front line and being there uh, being there when the people of the country needs and it was kind of a still that uh, communist like yeah let's go let's go for it uh, let's yeah, kind of that fighting spirit. Yeah, I don't know the official <laughs> core values or anything either, but I guess working together and self-education, self-improvement. The way I mean for like uh, work for the people. It's core value, official slogan, uh, working for the people. And that's, I think that you see it on a daily basis still. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you.